Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening to you. My name is Susie, and welcome or welcome back to the Life Abundant Podcast. I'm so excited and so thankful that you're here. So happy Valentine's Day for those of you who are listening to it on the day. Um, If you know me, you know that I actually am a Valentine's Day hater. Love pink, love hearts, but (laughs) growing up, like I was always sick during this time of year. And so that always meant I had to stay home from school on the Valentine's Day party, which was so sad. And I remember one year, like one mom brought donuts and strawberry milk to my elementary school class and I was sick and couldn't have it. I was so sad. Um, And then flash forward, um, you know, years later when I was in high school, I actually broke up with my boyfriend in high school on Valentine's Day, which is so sad. And I'm pretty sure that we talked about it like a few months later or like maybe even longer. I don't really remember. And we're like, yo, like what was that about? Like, why did we do that? That's so sad. Um, But I guess we didn't have to buy each other presents that year. So like, it's fine. Um, But anyway, so I was actually set on giving a talk at the youth group that I work with on... Um, Well, tomorrow, so February 15th, and I had asked um, my colleague Simon um, what he wanted me to talk about, basically, um, or if, like, he had curriculum in mind that he wanted me to go over, and he asked, um, you know, like, you'll you'll be giving this talk the day after Valentine's Day, would you be interested in talking about relationships, whether that be, like, dating or friendships, and I literally laughed so hard. Um, and I like texted all my friends and I was like, oh my gosh, isn't this so funny? Like I'm going to be giving relationship advice. Like I'm the last person to, to be able to give relationship advice. And what's even funnier is that a lot of the girls at the youth group that, um, I'll be speaking at have met some of the, (laughs) my past relationships. And so just like, I can't even talk like they know. So I was just like giving myself a hard time about it and was playing it off as a joke. Um, but honestly, like behind that f- humor um, is some sadness and frustration when it comes to relationships. And I'm assuming that many of you can sometimes feel that way as well. Like, oh, it's so funny to be like, haha, I hate Valentine's Day. Screw that. Screw happy couples or whatever. And it's a joke. But at the end of the day, like there is some some sadness that goes along with that and Um, that's important to acknowledge. Um, I know a lot of times that I feel like I've already kind of like messed up or made mistakes in relationships that are kind of beyond redemption. Um, and I think it's really powerful that I was given this opportunity to be able to kind of speak about relationships, to kind of remind myself of the things that, that I needed to know. Um, and so I ended up texting Simon and cause he like, asked me later how it was going, like, writing the talk and everything. Um, Sorry, Molly just texted me. (laughs) Um, And so I just said, you know, haha, I'm going to be preaching to myself in this talk. And this is what he said. I I freaking love Simon. If you're listening to this, you're the best. But he said, the best sermons are those when the teacher learns more than those whom they are teaching. A mentor once told me that you should not preach because you have something or you have to say something. You should preach because you have something to say. I would argue that the most genuine sign that you have something to say is a stirring of one's soul. So this just like really challenged me to change my perspective of rather than 
being hard on myself about relationships, just remembering the grace of God and reminding myself that through all of the past experiences that I've had when it comes to dating and when it comes to guys or even friendships or whatever it may be, um, he he was doing something through those things. He was teaching me something and he's preparing me for the next relationship, you know, and he's preparing me to be able to speak about this to a group of girls so that they don't have to go through this as well, you know? So first and foremost, I just kind of challenge you to change your perspective on Valentine's Day. And instead of resenting what you might have been through in past relationships, celebrating what God is teaching you through those things, you know? And I'm sure there's a lot of funny stories that come from that as well. I I know that I have quite a few. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's just kind of how I want to start this off. Um, but what I'm going to do tonight with, with the students that I work with and then what I'm going to do with you guys on this fine podcast is going back to Genesis and looking at the first relationship that God created in Eden. So the the story um, that we're going to be going through of Adam and Eve um, the, the initial components of the relationship that I'm going to be discussing um, was before the fall or before sin entered the world. So we can look to these verses in understanding relationships as they ought to be. So this is kind of like the ideal, um, what relationships should look like before before the fall. So starting off in Genesis one twenty six, this goes way, way back to the creation of man in which God says... Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. So God created man in his own image. He created him in the image of God and created them male and female. And then at the end of this chapter, God says that he saw all that he had made and it was very good indeed. So if you like take notes on this, which you probably don't, (laughs) but if you like have a post-it note or someplace to write this down, I'm definitely going to write this down and put it up on my mirror It's just these two sentences. I am created in the image of God and God looks at me and says, I am very good. So write down these two sentences. I am created in the image of God. God looks at me and says that I'm very good. So before we even start talking about relationships between, you know, two individuals, it's so important to understand who we are as individuals, and who God created us to be in our relationship with him. So the the term being made in the image of God in Latin, um, that's called imago Dei, um, which I actually should ask my roommate who's like in the other room about how to pronounce that because she's taking Latin this semester. Um, but anyway, you might have seen that on like a Christian girl sweatshirt or something. Um, But one of my favorite preachers, John Piper, has a quote about this verse or about the concept of Imago Dei, um, which is that it is not, this is what he says, he says that it is not a quality possessed by man, it is a condition in which the man lives, which is him or her who God loves. So basically what he means by this is that you are loved by God And that is not something that you can attain or something that you strive for, but it's something that is inherently true. Like it is like non-negotiable. It is not a quality possessed. It is a condition in which we live. We are currently living out of the love and the grace of God, whether we acknowledge that or not. So I think that oftentimes we desire relationships because we're seeking love or affection or someone to compliment us or someone to 
come to our sorority events with us or make cute posts on Instagram to like flex on everyone. And and that's not silly. Um, you know, it just reflects our desire to be loved and to be known. But being made in the image of God means that we don't have to seek this from someone else, but we accept what we already have from God. Um, and so what this looks like is just living in such a way where we're not desiring to please man, um, but to please God and to and to just live in, in the grace and the blessing that he has bestowed onto us. Um, and then the second part of this um, sentences that I had had you write down is that you are very good. So good in this context doesn't just mean agreeable or like morally correct, but it means the word good um, in the context of creation means effective or fulfilling. So when God looks at you and says that you are very good, he is saying that you are exactly where he wants you to be and that he plans on doing a good work through you. You know, Ephesians 2.10 says that as well, um, that we are his workmanship created um, to prepare the works that he is prepared, that created to <laughs> fulfill the works that he has prepared ahead of time for us to do. So he has already given us um, purpose and fulfillment here um, and says that we are very good and very capable um, of doing that here on earth. Um, but that, that kind of leads us to the next part of Genesis, which is um, Genesis 2.15. Um, and so it says that the, the Lord God took the man and placed him in the Garden of Eden to work it and to watch over it. So just like we like we're talking about, before there was relationship between Adam and Eve, Adam had this very established relationship with God. Um, and then we see here that because of this, he also has purpose, um, which is kind of all encompassing in this sentence, in this verse. So I think that, you know, definitely for me, sometimes we think that our relationships are going to give us purpose or like make us better off in life. But what what the scripture is arguing here is that isn't true. So there's kind of three components of, of the purpose Adam has here in this verse, which is place. The, um, the Lord God took the man and placed him in the Garden of Eden. Work. Um, that's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> And to watch over it, which kind of just challenge, challenges us to take the perspective of looking towards something. So, again, if you're, like, writing this down or if you just kind of want to think about it. So, we're going to start off with place. So, that kind of leads us to the question of where has God placed you at this point in time? At this point in time. So, for me, I'm placed by God um, within my circumstances as, a, as or in St. Louis University. I'm in Alpha Delta Pi sorority. Um, I'm I'm currently living in an apartment with two other girls. That's a, that's a that's where I've been placed. Um, I'm in a community of believers on campus um, through my friends at the Catholic Study Center um, and just like other um, Christian bays that I've met, <laughs> you know, on campus. Um, I've been placed in in Bonham, the church that I work at, the church that I go to. Um, so just kind of think of, of where that is in your life. Just kind of these physical um, areas where God has you. Um, and then once you once you kind of think of that, pause this if you'd like. Um, moving on to work. Um, so you don't necessarily have to think about this in, you know, what's your day-to-day tasks or your actual job. But just like what, what roles have, has God given you in this season or just... Um, 
in in your life in general. So for me, like some of the roles that I have are as a student, as a daughter, as a friend. Um, if you are currently in a relationship, that could be as a girlfriend or as a boyfriend. Um, or at, like for me, I'm an officer in my sorority. I'm on exec. Um, that comes with a lot. Um, or uh, I'm trying to think of more. I'm like a student ministry leader at, at this church, you know. So, so we're kind of the roles um, that God has you in. And then finally, um, with the word watch, the way that I'm kind of thinking of this is in a forward-looking perspective, what goals do you have? Um, so for me, I'm, I'm a junior in college. So next year I'm going to have to start thinking about what I might want to do once I graduate. And so I might have a goal of getting into grad school, or I might have a goal of getting a job. Um, honestly, right now, I just have a goal of, like, finding rest throughout the week. Like, I'm so busy, and I really want to be intentional of having time where I can just, like, unwind, decompress, be off my phone, just, like, spend time with the Lord and, like, chill out. Um, so, yeah, your goals can be big or small. They can be as you know, projecting or as near um, as you would like them to be. But just keep those in mind. Um, and then we're going to move on to, to Genesis 2.18, which is kind of like the, the famous one. Um, <laughs> so this verse says, Then the Lord God said, It is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper corresponding to him. So, for my ladies out there that are like, did God literally just call me a helper? Like, you actually thought that I'm about to, like, rub this man's feet or, like, make him dinner? Absolutely not. Do not worry, because that is not really what the word in Hebrew... So, the Old Testament was originally written in Hebrew. And so, as we translate it to English, it kind of messes up the actual meanings of the word. You know, just like if you take Spanish or like another language, sometimes, you know, words don't translate perfectly. So the original word in Hebrew um, that was used where it says helper is the word, oh shoot, I really should have looked up how to pronounce this before. Unfortunately, my roommate does not speak Hebrew. Um, Ezer, Ezer, it's E-Z-E-R. Um, but basically this word in Hebrew means rescuer or someone who helps you in ways that you can't help yourself. Um, so God uses this word to describe himself to give you more context. So for example, Psalm thirty-three twenty says that God is our help and shield, which th- the same Hebrew word is used there. So it's not like a subservient word, but it is meaning that, you know, an individual who who encourages it encourages you and supports you in ways that you can't always do yourself in in a way that's insightful in a way that's powerful in a way that's joyful so don't feel limited by this word because god uses this exact same word to describe himself and obviously he's not going to describe himself as like subservient so yeah that that really helped me um in kind of processing this verse because sometimes as a woman reading the old testament it kind of hurts. <laughs> so you just have to think of the context a bit more. Um, but going back to the beginning of this verse, um, God did not intend intend for us to be alone and wants us to be in a relationship. But I think oftentimes what we miss is that, especially in a dating relationship, we don't want to sacrifice any of the things that we just wrote down, our place, our roles, our goals. 
we don't want to sacrifice those um, or kind of put them on the back burner just to secure a relationship that God might not have really intended for us. And so when I think back to where my relationships have failed, it's because I've compromised one of these things um, that the Lord has specifically placed on my life. So, you know, maybe a relationship has affected um, the effectiveness I had in the place where God placed me or has threatened one of the roles that he's given me or has made me um, forgo one of the goals that I've had or um, has taken me away from something that would have helped me achieve those goals. Um, and so when we are looking for a relationship, and this goes for friendship as well and, and any, any other relationships that you might have, is that we want somebody that is going to support us in the ways that we can always support ourselves, which means, you know, taking on the role of Christ in some of those situations, um, allowing the Lord to work through them in order to better serve us. That looks like, like I just said, service. It looks like sacrifice. Um, and, and relationships just have such a beauty of opportunity to be so powerful and so impactful in our life And oftentimes, I think especially women sacrifice that for the sake of comfort, for the sake of just being in a relationship, um, or, or for the sake of not knowing, going back to the beginning of what we were talking about, who, who you really are and what you're worthy of. Um, so I think if like we put it in really, you know, basic terms, um, if you have like a goal or a desire to, you know, like run a marathon or something, you're not going to surround yourself with people that, you know, always just want to watch movies and eat a bunch of junk food or blah, 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 blah. Like, yes, you can have a relationship with those people and you can, you know, obviously gain other things out of it, but there, it's not a relationship that holds you accountable to reaching your goals. And so that's like kind of an easy way to think about it. And, you know, you're probably hearing that and being like, duh, if I had that goal, I would not always surround myself with those types of people. But if you have, you know, a bigger goal in your life, you clearly want to surround yourself with people or a person that is going to support you in meeting those goals. Um, And I know a lot of you who listen to this podcast are super intelligent, fierce, like, passionate, awesome women. And sometimes it's it's going to be more difficult to find a person in like a dating relationship or like a long-term relationship that's going to be all in and supporting you in the things that you want to go for because that can be uncomfortable sometimes for a man. And I've definitely found myself in those situations as well. Um, but don't compromise, you know, like that person is out there. It just might take time. Um, and so just really, really evaluate, you know, whether you're surrounding yourself with people that are going to help you in getting there or, you know, are kind of tempting you to to draw back on the things that you know that you're capable of or the things that you really desire to do. So, like I said at the beginning, I am not, I have never taken this advice. <laughs> like, everything I just said, I have personally never done. <laughs> And so I I really would like to, like I said, I like ended my first relationship that I've ever was in on Valentine's Day. And so um, something that I've been just kind of praying through um, and thinking a lot about this month is the concept of like redeeming February. Like my February Spotify playlist 
is called Redeeming February uh, because I want to make this a month that is joyful, that is fun, that does mark great relationships that I have in my life with my friends and with my family. Um, and so this, I kind of would like to be a turning point of how I go about relationships from this day forward. Um, but I think oftentimes we hear, um, you know, in movies, um, on t-shirts, uh, on Facebook posts or whatever, like that you're looking for like your better half or somebody who completes you. And some couples like say this about each other and they don't mean it in like a negative way at all. They mean it in a positive way. And I'm not like bashing on that, but I do think that you can like to be in a relationship, you have to be fully complete and content in yourself. Um, because if you expect somebody else to complete you or kind of make up for where you fall short, you're always going to be disappointed because we're all humans and we all fall short. And so you can't put the expectation on somebody to to make up for you in an area because that's just unrealistic. And only only Christ is meant to do that. Only Jesus is is perfect in all of his ways and can and can really compensate for where we fall short and redeem us for when we fall short. So kind of the first part of that is I just want to grow so close to the Lord in in the coming, just like forever, obviously. <laughs> um, but, you know, specifically before I enter like my next relationship, I, I just really want to be fully complete and content in myself, but in my relationship with Jesus and um, just pursuing him all the time. And some days I'm like super on fire and I'm so excited to read my Bible. I'm so excited to talk to the Lord in prayer. And other days, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have so many other things to do. I, like, can't be bothered. Um, and and it's an uphill battle, for sure. But every time I, I do um, commune with the Lord that way, I never leave disappointed. I never leave um, worse off than I started. He He's always improving me. He's always challenging me. He's always teaching me something. And so, I mean, I, I understand if that's not your where you're coming from, if that's not your priority, but I... I just have personally experienced like gratifying change in my life because of prioritizing my relationship with Christ and because of accepting the relationship that he desires with me and pursuing it wholeheartedly um, that I, I just think that's like probably the most important thing that you could do. Um, and if you have like further questions about that, like please email the Life Abundant Pod or if like you know me, just like text me. <laughs> um but, but yeah, so that's kind of my number one thing. And then, you know, that kind of trickles down to just, uh, just other areas of my life of like, we, you know, we're talking about just pursuing the place and, and the roles and the goals that I have in my life wholeheartedly. Um, and the way that I've like heard it before, which is just like actually so cheesy and like, I hate that I'm saying this, but like when you are running towards the Lord, um, at full speed, you apparently look next to you and see somebody else running at the exact same pace. And like, that's who you're meant to be with. I don't know if that analogy just made sense. Um, but that's what I heard in like youth group in high school one time, but I think it's, it has some legitimacy to it. So yeah. (laughs) So yeah, kind of how I started the podcast. (coughs) Sorry, I just burped. (laughs) Anyway, but yeah, I've been into pretty bad relationships. (laughs) But, but rather than, and I'm, I'm sure you have too, um, but rather than being hard on yourself or being resentful, um, just take this as an opportunity to grow. Um, I hope that this helped you have just like a place to start with working through some of those things. And 
you know, there's always the pressure to be in relationships, you know, especially, like, young Christian girly in her 20s. Like, everyone's, like, getting engaged and, like, absolutely not. <laughs> I just can't be bothered with that. Um, so don't don't succumb to that pressure. Don't settle. Um, the Lord has somebody so great for you. Um, the last time I was, like, ending a relationship, I guess, um, or, like, breaking up with someone, <laughs> I just really felt the, like, Holy Spirit dove just whisper in my ear, like, Susie, like, I have so much better for you. Like, I like basically just, like, just you wait. Like, be patient on me. Like, I, I've got you. Um, The Lord reminds us of this all the time in Scripture, that He has us. He has our back. And I literally just started bawling. <laughs> and the person was like, oh, like, don't be sad. And I was like, yeah. Uh, you know like it was just such an emotional moment um and I really trust that and I trust that for you I trust that for um yeah for for all of you listening and for all of you that I love um the Lord has something so so great for you so just be patient on it don't rush um and just enjoy the season where he has you now if he hasn't placed someone in your life um that's for a purpose. That's because he either wants you to do it on your own or he wants you to lean on the people that he's already given you. Um, so don't be sad this Valentine's Day. I personally am going to be wearing heart pajama pants tonight um, and hanging out with my friends and doing homework. So <laughs> there will be good in the day. Um, there will be many good things to come. Um, and there will be more podcasts to come. So make sure that you are following... Um, or that you've liked this podcast so that you can be the first to know when I post another one because even though I've tried to do a consistent like every Monday for the past literal year that has probably never happened so you never know when I'll be dropping one so be sure to be liked or following or whatever you whatever you do um but until next time um I don't know what to say after that until next time love you guys bye